Well, in your money today, Carolyn Wright is going to take the pulse of the healthcare sector in mainland China. Good morning, Carolyn. Good morning. The Asia Global Health Summit was recently held here in Hong Kong, bringing together stakeholders from healthcare experts to renowned academia and influential business leaders to explore opportunities in the healthcare sector. One of the speakers at a session focused on medical technology at the event was Irene Robin, managing partner at VVR Medical, and he joins me now. Thank you for coming on the programme today. Thank you very much for having me here. So let's take a dive into what's happening in the healthcare sector and investment in it. How healthy would you say the level of investment you're seeing into the healthcare industry in mainland China is? In mainland China, I tend to think that it's never enough. But uh, I mean, uh, the moment you say this, you already know that it's 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 not exactly uh, what you should say. Uh, what we see is that it's increasing and it's actually refocusing. It's refocusing to the point that uh, China, wanted, the Chinese, let's say, government wants to take care of their own people and has made the health of their own people their own problem, which means that integration of the whole, uh, let's say, manufacturing line of every medical device, product, medicine, anything that is needed from the cheapest consumable to the highest end implant will eventually be made in China for China, for the Chinese people. That, and this integration will actually generate affordability and eventually decrease the amount of investment uh, needed or the, the amount of money needed to take care of the people. Of course, that solves potentially the problem, the day-to-day -day problems uh, of healthcare in China, but not necessarily the innovation problems. Let's talk a little bit about innovation. What are the sort of innovations you're, you're, you're talking about here and, and, and where do we stand with those and what needs to happen to make those go ahead? China has, well, let's say over the past 20 years, China was, has been very good at scaling up and uh, making sure that everybody or many, many, let's say patients, as many patients as possible had access to at least basic healthcare, uh, not the most innovative, but at least basic healthcare. And scaling up is really what the Chinese are excellent at. During the pandemic, especially the early stage, we saw a couple of, uh, well, a few of uh, returnees uh, having spent 10, 15, 20 years overseas in Europe or in the US coming back to China uh, to uh, bringing in innovation from overseas and trying to incubate it here in, uh, uh, in China as well. Uh, at the end of the day, right now, the uh, innovation, let's say, mindset and spirit is strongly on the rise in China. And we can see more and more biotech and medtech industries and companies that are uh, definitely uh, pushing up their commitment to innovation and bringing in new technologies to the market in China. For, the, for China, but also for the rest of the world. So the gap is actually closing, but still there is a lot to be made and a lot to be accomplished by innovators from overseas to enter the market. It's sometimes challenging because right now the government is really focusing on mass production in China for the Chinese, which means that innovative 
products might not have the most favorable economics on the market, but each product has their own story and we can probably find a way, and that's actually what I'm doing on a daily basis, to try and find a way for the most innovative products to find their place on the Chinese market. Let's talk about some of these innovations. What are some of the most exciting developments that you're keeping a watch on uh, more broadly around medical technology, uh, things that really get you going, wow, this is going to change how people see healthcare? Overall, I think uh, globally, uh, everything uh, AI and big data is obviously the name of the game right now. But if we focus on China, which is my uh, market of choice, I've been I've been living there for the past 23 years. Uh, what I can see actually is being very very exciting is everything AI or big data related that helps actually diagnose diseases earlier. That's one actually one of the topics of um, of, of my speech earlier on and uh, during ASGH. And I keep saying that uh, a fair amount of China's healthcare issues could be solved by with earlier diagnosis. It's complicated due to the number of people, the way the healthcare chain is organized, etc. But we see more and more new technologies coming in, be they blood-based, be they AI-based, that actually end up bringing much earlier diagnosis and precise diagnosis uh, to the populations. And the earlier you, di- earlier you diagnose, the earlier you can actually cure. Uh, it's, a, it's actually true for cancer, but it's also true for managing other chronic diseases. It's a lot simpler if you get in there quicker, I guess. That's That's correct. Yes. That's correct. You mentioned there a lot about how China is very much focused on making things domestically and having them available domestically. Are there opportunities for foreign enterprises to get involved in the sector still, do you think? Plenty. I actually had several talks overseas uh, around the topic and uh, some of my colleagues actually were uh, on panel discussions with me and they would tell, they would say, okay, we are a di- for instance, we are a diagnosis company. We produce all our reagents in China already. The prices are low. Uh, we are facing a drop of 50% of our turnover. We have decided to further invest in China because this is the way we are going to keep our profitability. But that's, of course, for uh, the people who are already uh, or the companies who are already involved on this market. But for newcomers, the moment you can solve either a patient issue, a doctor's issue, a hospital issue or a health economics issue or if you're lucky enough, uh, three or four of the above. But if you can really solve an issue that is uh, right now presenting the Chinese system to, um, to, uh, to properly take care of their patients, you have, uh, you have a way to go. Uh, you are bringing an innovation and uh, the, the Chinese uh, clinicians, the Chinese investors, the Chinese distributors uh, are eager to bring in this innovation and to bring them to, uh, the, uh, to, uh, to the patient with you. So you need to keep your innovation edge keep your R&D very active, but uh, based on that and on that basis, you still can find a way, even regulatory-wise right now, there are some products which are quicker to register, import as uh, rather than domestic. Because if you, uh, for example, if you're registered as import devices, you can make full use of your overseas data, which uh, clinical data, which you cannot do if you're uh, uh, registered domestically. So yes, still quite a lot to do. 
Let's take our attention now to Hong Kong and the Greater Bay Area. Obviously, you've been speaking at an event, the uh, the Global Health Summit, the Asia Global Health Summit in Hong Kong. So what role do you think Hong Kong and the Greater Bay Area can play in helping, say, the mainland companies expand to a more global market? Hong Kong has plenty of roles actually to play for this industry. And your question focuses on the outbound, let's say, from mainland to the world. Going overseas, they need to have obviously the, the right resources, people who are, let's say, international savvy, who know about how the rest of the world is doing things, be it in Asia or in Europe or in the US. And those people exist in Hong Kong, definitely. They combine the best of both cultures. They know exactly how the mainlanders think and what they need, what they require when it comes to going overseas. And they can bring them that culturally, but also in terms of capacity to invest, capacity to mobilize local financial resources to make sure that those companies can have a very strong and solid international arm. That was Irene Robin, managing partner at VVR Medical.